Amen. Thank you for that. Uh, if you would grab your Bibles and turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 9. 1 Corinthians chapter 9. Um, a little before uh, that, uh, we were singing a song called Build My Life. And, and what we were saying to him, what we were saying to Jesus, I will build my life upon your love. It is a firm foundation. And I will put my trust in you alone, and I will not be shaken. Uh, and and that's, that's, our prayer. that's a prayer of our hearts, that we build our life on him and, um, and, and the foundation that he's given us. And matter of fact, it's not us doing it. It's just that we, you know, we continue to allow him to live uh, through us as he makes us more like himself. And so in, in, in order for us to truly build our life, and build our church and, and build our families uh, on Him. Well, first off, you you, you got to get rid of all the 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 rubble. You got to get rid of all the bad stuff. And so, that's what we've been doing over the last you know, four or five months. It's been a, a very intentional focus on us just ruthlessly eliminating the rubble, the debris. Uh, all the stuff that that uh, would uh, be a shaky foundation that that would that would really prevent us from having uh, our, our firm foundation on Him. Uh, it's solid ground that He is looking forward to build on. And so, you know, what we, you know, we we took in a very intentional time of of saying that you know uh, all the selfish and self-absorbed living and passions and priorities that become so ingrained. Uh, in our lives from years of just kind of floating along with the current uh, of our world and culture. And it's easy for all that stuff to kind of attach, you know. And um, the world culture, as we look at it, really doesn't mind. It, it, they don't discourage, you know, churchanity or religiosity and stuff like that. Uh, that, that's that's not a problem, but when it comes to acknowledging Jesus Christ as the way, the truth, and the life, you know, exclusively, uh, then, then there's going to be, you know, some pushback on that. So, yet, the first thing we have to do is, again, just to, to, to uh, eliminate all this rubble and this de debris and make sure that the Jesus that, that we are presenting, the Jesus that, that, that we are speaking of is, is, the, is, is the Jesus that God sent and not the Jesus that we create. It's really easy for us to create, you know, we talked about it a few, you know, weeks ago. If Jesus were just to walk in the room, we'd be, oh, give me a high five. No, we wouldn't be doing that. Oh, give me a little hug. No, no, no. You know, we, what we would do is like John, the beloved, we would fall. We would just fall as if we were dead, he said. That's what, that's what he did whenever he saw Jesus in all of his glory. So, um, We've been in the process, and I, I want to, I, I want to uh, say thank you for those of you who have uh, invested intentionally in this journey. Others of us are saying, you know, we've been kind of hit and miss and say we kind of get what we can. Well, I just want to encourage you. You know, we look at the clock. God looks at the calendar, you know, and uh, so just allow him to, to kind of continue to draw you along as he draws us along in this time. Um, by the way, you know, it's what, what we've acknowledged through this time is that, you know, that just, just because there's activity 
you know, in churches all around America doesn't mean, you know, there's fruitfulness of that. Matter of fact, we've talked about and acknowledged because of cultural th uh, theologians and all this stuff that, you know, there's been a lot of problems as far as churchanity. And, and we begin to worship things other than Jesus. And, and, and it's easier to do that. We just, again, get caught in that vortex. Uh, and yet, you know, Jesus had something to say about that. You know, when he and his disciples went by the fig tree and he cursed the fig tree. And, and it just blew their mind. They go, why are you doing that? He said, you know, th that fig tree is, is representative of the nation of Israel. You've got all these leaves of activity, a lot of stuff going on, but no fruit of righteousness. A lot of activity, but no fruit of righteousness. And, uh, you know, it was what Jesus had to say to the church at Sardis. He says, you know, you have a reputation for being alive, but you're dead. So it's possible to do church and be dead. You know, even though there's a lot of activity, even though there's a reputation that, oh, look at all this good stuff. You know, all the, all the bells and whistles that go along with churchanity. And he, and he goes, it's possible to be dead. You know, how many of y'all, how many of y'all saw, you know, it was, it was startling and uh, just sad. You know, Damar Hamlin, you know, was it last Monday night, Buffalo Bills. How many saw him, you know, or, or at least saw, you know, some coverage later? Drop dead on the field. I mean, he died on that field. He died on that field. Uh, but if many of you are keeping up with it, you see that, you know, not only was he resuscitated right there, but now he's out there tweeting. And you know what the first thing he wanted to know when he woke up? Who won the game? Uh, now, a lot of credit has gone to the trainers and all that kind of stuff for resuscitating him and bringing him, you know, bringing him back to life. And, and here's... here's, here's Here's what I want to encourage you with. Listen, if trainers can, can bring, you know, a human being back to life, God can bring life to you. God can bring life to this body. And, and that's what we're praying is that he would just build our lives uh, on him and, and resuscitate our, our hearts. And it says uh, in that song that we were singing, uh, open up my eyes in wonder and show me who you are, and fill, that may be God calling right there, and fill me with your heart, and fill me with your heart, and lead me in your love to those around me. Do you hear what it says? Fill me with your heart, and lead me in your love to those around me. I want to encourage you to, to not only to sing that, keep singing that song, hopefully the tune sticks in your head, but, but to make that your prayer. Lord, open up my eyes and wonder. Show me who you are and fill me with your heart and lead me in your love to those around me. Now, th th this is really kind of a, um, uh, it kind of go it, it goes against the grain because in America, it's, you know, we are built and created on, you know, fill me with the stuff that I want and lead me to all the good stuff that's going to make my life better. And yet it's saying, lead me in your love to those around me. And it's not just those that, you know, I love. It's not just those that I like. But it's those that are around me. Um, we've been making, you know, for, for years, we've been praying this prayer. God, help me to know you better and love you more. Help me, to, you know... Every day I would just pray, Lord, 
today somehow, some way, help me to know you better and love you more. Now, you think that's a pr prayer that God would want to answer? Absolutely. And then and this year, you know, as we came out of uh, Ephesians chapter 5, and we took a little time to look at that, where, where he says, you know, y'all need to wake up, wake up. But he says, you know, find out what pleases the Lord. Live as children of light. Find out what pleases the Lord. Let me ask you, when's the last time you asked God that question? When's the last time you asked him to say, Lord, what would please you today? Well, you know, Lord, what, what would bring you pleasure today? What, what attitude, what action? Uh, what, Lord, I, I, want, I want to know what pleases you. Now, we're pretty accustomed in knowing what pleases me or, or what pleases those people that we, are, are, you know, that we love and, and we've got a vet. But what about this? God says as followers of his, this should be on our lips. Lord, what would bring you pleasure today? I challenge you to make that your prayer. I don't know that I've missed a day so far this, but we're only eight days into it this year. That, that I, that, that's been my morning daily prayer. Lord, what would bring you pleasure today? You think that's a prayer that God would answer? You think he would be interested in doing that? I think so. Well, and, and when we think about what pleases him, well, we were reminded in Luke 15, you know, how passionate God is about people, about, about people. And, uh, people of all shapes, of all sizes, of all colors, of all backgrounds. You know, what pleases him is when... when it's that picture of the, of the prodigal son and the father running to him. People. People that need the Lord. The people, uh, no matter how resistant they are, no matter what their attitudes are like, they are of tremendous value to God. God created them for a purpose, and that is to know him. So people, people mean so much. Just for them to come and experience Jesus, that would bring him pleasure. Another thing that would bring in pleasure we see time and time again from the very lips of Jesus is to treat one another with the love and value and respect that God has. To, tr to treat every, every human being that we lock eyes with with love and value and respect. No matter if we understand them or not. No matter if we agree with them or not. But God has already established that value. And so, even Jesus, he said, now, especially you guys that are my followers, that are truly my disciples, not churchgoers, but my disciples that follow me, he said, what I have done for you, and this is after he washed their feet, he said, I want you to do to one another. I want you to live a life of humility and selflessness. Keep that mind thinking of others all the time. Now, this is not something that's going to happen in my life or your life apart from God's intervention because we're not capable of that. We're so selfish and self-absorbed and it's all about me that we, we must make those our prayers. God, help me to know you better and to love you more. God, please help me to understand what would bring you pleasure today. Make those our prayers, and then he's going to keep pointing us and helping us to see with eyes that come from him and not from us. Not from our past, not from our experiences, but to see as he sees. And so as we come to, to, 
to see the fulfillment of, of that song and that phrase and fill me with your heart and lead me in your love to those around me. The passage that we're looking at today really captures it. And uh, the video bumper, that's what Aaron says, that that's called a video bumper that we saw earlier. Uh, it captures it. So I'm going to ask if you would, if you have your Bibles to turn with me to 1 Corinthians chapter 9. We're going to look at verses 19 through 23. If you don't have your Bible, do we have some back there sitting around over there? You need a Bible? Raise your hand. Need a Bible? Raise your hand. All right. Jonathan needs one. We're reading uh, from 1 Corinthians chapter 9, 19 through 23. Let me give you a little bit of setting here. So here's the Apostle Paul that's because of his ministry and because he was compelled by God to share the good news of Jesus Christ that this church is, is initiated. You know, and you've got a lot of Gentiles and all this stuff in there and, and they're a mess, you know, and, and, and they're celebrating stuff that is an offense to God and, and, and then they're having all of these different, you know, kind of uh, divisions and stuff and, 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 they're, and some of them are thinking Paul has abandoned the stuff that really you're supposed to be committed to. No, you know, you grew. Those of you that grew up in church, you know, you know how that works. It's like, well, you, we've always done it like this. This is this is what this is this is what we should be doing. This is the way we should be doing it. You know, this is what we should wear. You know, I, I remember the first time I did not wear a suit in church. I felt like a heathen because somehow that was tied to oh, my love of Jesus and all that kind of stuff. And we can take that ad nauseum and, and apply it to all kind of little, oh, you got to do this, you got to do that. You gotta, and and we, we're, we're worshiping the methodology and not the, not the Savior. So, you know, he's coming in and dressing all this kind of stuff. You can't eat that if you're, you're, you're bad, you know, you're, you're a bad person if you eat that or if you say that, if you do this. And, then, and there's just so much confusion about this, this, this thing, this relationship with Jesus. See how quickly, I mean, this is, this is in the first century. See how quickly we can turn a relationship with God the Father through Jesus into religion, into religiosity? Yeah, just snap back to uh, do performance, all that kind of stuff. So, you know, he's having to calmly and, you know, and, and just address a lot of this stuff. And most of the stuff that he's addressing is cultural stuff. And some of the cultural stuff that's going on out there, and we go, uh, uh, no, no, you know, you can't be a Christian. And uh, it's cultural stuff. It's a lot of it's neutral stuff that we take and we and we become dogmatic. And we turn red face and we post stuff on Facebook, you know, and we scream at one another, and it's just crazy. And so he's addressing this, and he's just reestablishing, you know, that you know that he is an apostle, and you know, and he has every right to, you know, of the, what the apostles had, like. Peter and the brothers of Jesus and all that, you know, for them to fund his ministry. But he's, he's leading it up, and it looks like a, a support letter. If you start reading it, uh, verse 1 of, of chapter 9, it looks like he's got a support letter. And how many has ever got a support letter for somebody going on a mission trip or something? You know it's coming. You know what's coming. And this looks exactly like the support. He establishes every reason they should give. And he goes, there's not a chance I'd let you give to me. It ain't happening. You're not taking that away from me. But he's talking about his rights. He's talking about his rights. And then he comes to this in chapter uh, 9, verse 19. For he says, though I am free and belong to no man, I make myself a slave to everyone 
to win as many as possible. To the Jews, I became like a Jew to win the Jews. To those under the law, I became like uh, one under the law, though I myself am not under the law, so as to win those under the law. To those not having the law, I became like one not having the law, though I am not free from God's law, but am under Christ's law, so as to win those not having the law. To the weak, I became weak to win the weak. I have become all things to all men so that by all possible means I might save some. I do all of this for the sake of the gospel that I may share in its blessings. This is God's word for us today. Let's go to him in prayer. Father God, this is your holy word. Holy Spirit, I pray you take and apply it to each of our lives uh, in a way that um, would be pleasing to you. Lord, we ask that, that prayer now. Given this word that you provided for us, what response from us would bring you pleasure today? I pray that we would be doers of that and bring you pleasure in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, so that's a, that's a, that's a mouthful, isn't it? <laughs> So, uh, let, let me kind of capture kind of an overview of this. Number one, what are you saying? As a follower of his, if we're his disciple, then all of a sudden uh, it, the switch, the, the, uh, everything changes. Yes, we're to love God, but he says now your whole mission, the whole deal is I want you to be a conduit so that these people, these people that don't know me, some of them are religious, but they don't know me. Some of them are church, but they don't know me. Some of them are so anti-God and stuff, but they don't know me. Some of them don't give a rip. They don't know me. Some of them think they got it all figured out. They don't know me. Your mission is to join with me in helping them to see the love and the life of Jesus Christ. Now, yes, you're going to be working. Yes, you're going to be doing your family stuff. But don't ever lose sight that that's what your calling is. Now, that we use words in the past, you know, for that. And some of us, you know, would recall and stuff like that. And we go, well, that's not me. No, no, that's every one of us. That's every one of us. That we are called to be conduits of the love of Jesus Christ so that people can come to know him. And experience life abundant, life eternal. And miss out on spending an eternity apart from God. So, so reaching people with, you know, for Jesus. Leading people to Jesus is so much more important than, than our comfort. If we love Jesus and we love people like Jesus did, then what this is saying is we will abandon our preferences. Well, I like this kind of music. I like that kind of music. I like this volume. I like that volume. Uh, I li uh, we will abandon our traditions. Well, this is the way you do church. No, that's the way you do church. Let's look to the early church to see how we do church. How about we look to the early church to see how to be church? Uh, we will abandon our preferences, our traditions, our comforts, our rights, our freedoms to demonstrate value, establish rapport, and bless those without Jesus. That's kind of the summary principle of that. This, 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 this is 
this principle of accommodating ourselves to those who don't know Jesus so that we might win them is a principle of love for the people that are lost, the people without Christ. This principle of accommodating, is this not exactly what Jesus did? He said, I give up my preferences, my traditions, my comforts, my glory, my rights, my freedoms, all of that so that you can know me. Leaving the beauty, the glory of heaven and coming down to a stinky stall so that we could see the face of God and have some linkage there. So, you know, reaching people uh, with the gospel is, is, is many times painful. And one, the matter, matter of fact, that's one of the reasons that, that we're not, you know, at least in the, in the recent history, we've not been so uh, committed to that. It's like, man, I am committed to doing church. I'm committed to having some good singing, some good preaching, uh, better preaching. Uh, I'm committed to having great programs. I'm committed to this. I'm committed to that. But, I mean, this, this aspect as far as reaching people without Jesus is taxing. It's painful. Uh, it is involved. But when we waive our rights and we say, Lord, what would bring you pleasure today, then then. He's going to lead us in that process. We ain't got to do it. He does it through us. We just got to say, we got to show up. Right? All we got to do is show up. That's Nick's favorite saying. I just show up and then, you know, God's going to get it done. And so, you know, and that's, that's what he's talking about here. But what's, what's staggering here is, is, is that very first verse, verse 19, he says, Though I am free, and by, the, and by the way, we are free in Christ, right? Uh, everybody that agrees with that, raise your hand. If I am free in Christ. If, you're, if you think that you're free in Christ, you know, that's it. That's it. I like those hands. We are free from all the uh, religious stuff, all these uh, demands, and of the, especially of the law and all that. We are free in Christ. There, there's nothing that, that we've got to do or feel obligated to do to keep our relationship with God secure. It's done. And it's all done because of Jesus. My hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. It's G Jesus, you're it. Mike's standing at the door of heaven. God said, why should I let you in? Whew, it's because of your son, Jesus, and I trusted him. Zero on me. And I and my, it's, as best I knew, I just wanted to follow follow him. You know. Um, so, you know, we, we, we are free. But he says, though I am free and belong to no man, I make myself a slave to everyone. Some of your uh, virgins say a servant. Nope, slave. There's a big difference between a servant and a slave. A servant can come up there and go, well, I've got a few... There's a few things I'd like to pass on that maybe could help improve, you know, this service right here. Or, you know what, I'm not fit. No, a servant has some say. A slave does not. He says, I make myself a slave to the people that I'm kind of drawn to, people that I kind of relate to. I make my slaves. No, that's not what he says. He says, I make myself a slave to who? To everyone radical. I make myself a slave 
to everyone to win as many as possible. All right, so this is like, okay, okay, Lord, help me, help me on this right here. So now this is helping me understand that, that your background, even though I can't comprehend your background, uh, I've, got to, I've got a learning curve coming my way so that, so that I can understand where you're coming from. The way you think, uh, you, the, way you, the way I think you think is 2 plus 2 equals 17. So I, I, I've got I've got to figure this out, you know. I, I've got I've got to figure this out, and 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 what what Paul says, and I love the way the message puts it, the message paraphrase. He says, "I entered their world, and we saw it up here. I entered their world to experience life from their point of view, so that I could help lead them to Jesus." Um, you, you know that's that can be very convicting. You know, you think about it, it's like, man, I'm not I'm not even willing to enter my neighbor's driveway. He said, I entered their world, and then he gives us some examples of this. He says in verses 20 through 22, he says, to the Jews I became like a Jew to win the Jews. To those under the law I became like one under the law. So though I myself am not under the law. So to, as to win those under the law, to those not having the law, I became like one not having the law. Though I am not free from God's law, but I am under Christ's law. So as to win those not having the law. To the weak, I became weak to win the weak. So five times there he's saying, win, 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 win. Think about somebody that's winsome. Would you like to be around somebody that's winsome? Or would you rather be around somebody that's their veins are poking out their neck and going, you're going to hell. You know. That is funny, isn't it? Here, here's the problem. See, Satan is a liar. and he, he, He's a liar. He's the father of lies. And there's a lot of times that what we want, you know, we, we, we just, we, we go, well, if I do this, if I, if, if, if I do that, then I, I'm going to be compromising my faith. Anytime, anytime you're willing to m make concessions of your preference, your tradition, your comfort, your rights, and your freedom in order to share the good news of Jesus Christ, no, sir, you're not compromising. It's stupid some of the stuff that you see on social media. You know. Somebody puts a scarf whenever they go, you know, to, to share with somebody. Oh, you're, comp you're, you're embracing their lifestyle. We have the mind of Christ. We have the mind of Christ. Not... not not mindlessness. Uh, Y'all had heard uh, my youngest daughter, Rachel, you know, when she was at uh, University of Georgia. Boo. Um, by the way, they're playing Monday night. After my bedtime. Um, yeah, it'll be after my bedtime. Uh, 
so, you know, she, she, I don't know, God put on her heart a heart for, for, for people, Muslim people, you know, with that background. And, and so they have a little chapel there at the university, you know, a little, for a little mosque, and you can go in there and, um, you know, pray. And so she, she did. She, she grabbed one of the head coverings, and she went in there because she didn't know what to do with it. You know, she didn't, like, you know, the, what do you, it? And so there was a young lady there. Many of you have met that young lady, and, and she kind of saw Rachel struggling and said, you want me to help you with that? Absolutely. And, and then developed a friendship, uh, which led to us going to Egypt to, to be with her family, which the ladies, you know what they did while they were over there? They wore head coverings. Um, Paul says, here's a principle here, you know, I'm free from, you know, like this, the Jews, all of those, all of those laws and all those rituals and all, he said, I'm free, I'm free from that. He said, but when I'm with the Jews, I don't eat my pork and I don't fuss about it. And, and I, I wear the garb and I don't fuss about it. Because it's not about it's not about me endorsing their lifestyle. It's about what God's called me to be a representative of Him, and and what Jesus did is He gave up His rights and His freedoms and His glory for you and for me. He said to the Jews, "I became as a Jew." To those under the law, and He said, "For those you know those legalistic people." Man, I just got in there and, you know, I, I stayed there, you know. I would do this and do that, you know, while I was with them. Why? So I can win them. So I, and in and, and the process, I can share the love of Jesus Christ. You, and, you know, you know legalistic people. You know, it's, don't get in there and start arguing, arguing them down. How many people have been won to Jesus because you won an argument? Or because something you posted on Facebook telling them how wrong they were. To those not having the law, and you know, he's talking about the Gentiles there. These are crazy people, kind of like us. <laughs> the Gentiles. He said, to those not having the law, like, woo, anything goes. You know, just license everything. He said, I was out there. Now, I didn't do anything sinful or immoral. But, you know, you'd find them in the bars. You, you, you'd find them where the sinners were. Why? So that the, those people could know that Jesus loves them and that he died for them. And he came that they may have life and have it abundantly. Now, there, there is a, here, now this is a good Baptist for you. We go, I love that one. I love that verse. I do, I do. <laughs> and there's people out there that are snorting cocaine and, you know, you know, just drunk as a skunk and all that kind of stuff. I'm out there, you know, trying to witness. You know, um, uh, Paul didn't do anything, you know, immoral, illegal, or sinful. There's, there's a... There's a lot. Of, there's a lot of leeway here. There's a lot of rope. Um, 
Don't compromise. You know, Paul in, in Galatians chapter 5, you know, there was all this stuff, legalism and all that kind of stuff going on. But in Galatians chapter 5, he had this to say. He said, uh, verse 1, it is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm. Do not let yourselves be burdened again by this yoke of slavery. And so it's all this legalism trying to get in there. But then this is what he says in verse 13. You, my brothers, were called to be free. But do not use your freedom to indulge the flesh. The entire law is summed up in a single command. Love your neighbors yourself. So he's saying, you know, we can, self, again, self-promotion Self-led, self-righteous living can lead us down that path to where we're abusing that principle. But he says, man, oh, get out there. Get out there. Don't worry about people seeing you out there, wherever that is. Not the strip club, but, I mean, you know, the bars or wherever people are. And then he says to the weak... I became weak. And there, there are some folks, there are some folks that, you know, and, and, and these are the people that I think are, are um, kind of on the verge that it's like my Uncle Jack. I'm not saying he was weak. He was strong. But he really thought that he had to uh, clean his life up before he could come to know Jesus and be saved. Now, that's kind of weak thinking, you know. So you just you get down there and you process, process, you know, with, with these folks. And, um, you know, have, you have a lot of conversation. You listen a whole lot instead of trying to put people in their place. Um, and then he says, I have become all things to all men so that by all possible means I might save some. And then he closes with this. He says, I do this all for the sake of the gospel that I may share in his blessings. And he's saying, people matter. And I want to share this good, good news, this life, this abundant life with you as you come into this relationship. I want us to share it together, he's saying. Because there's a lot to celebrate. It's good. He is a good, good father. And his goodness is running after us. And he wants us to experience that every single day that we live. All right. So here's the bottom line before we go to our groups now. We're, we're, we're going to go into groups and we're going to be processing in more detail, you know, what this looks like. Uh, but it may be that you're around some Jewish people. But it, it may be that, you know, the people group, you know, the question we're going to ask is what, you know, if Paul were living in North Fulton today, what people groups may he add there? You know, and then what does that mean to say, well, people group A, I became a Zim. What does that look like? What adjustments? So, so application is this, as we come to this passage, going all the way back to the, to the beginning and, um, Damar Hamlin, see some, some and 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 the church at Sardis. Some of you, some of you right now, it may be that you're just dead. You're dead. You need you need to be resuscitated. I mean, because what I'm talking about right here makes you almost want to throw up. You go, that ain't no, that ain't happening. 
It's all about me. I'm not giving up my... Do you not know how hard I work to get to where I am? I'm not giving that up. You're not telling me what to do. Are you kidding me? You're dead. What do you do with that? You can make this your prayer. God, breathe life into me. <laughs> Come in and give me life. Resurrect me. If those trainers could do it for tomorrow, Lord God, you can do it. Please, please. Change my heart, oh God. Make it ever true. Please. And if you're still thinking, well, hurry up. Hurry up and get done so I can get out of here. I beg you to make that your prayer. We need to, oh Lord, breathe life into me. Okay. Uh, and the second thing is, is right now begin to pray say God help me to see who's in my life who are those people in my life some of those people that I've shunned because of their lifestyle uh, or some people that I've shunned uh, because I don't agree with the stuff that they do or they think and all that kind of stuff who is in your life that God is saying I want you to enter their world some of those people you go no mm mm I don't, listen. The deal is that we really don't get to choose that. The Bible says God adds to the body, to the church, as it what? Pleases him. Do you not know that some of you, when God added you to this church body, I had a fit? I was going, no, not them. No, he goes, it pleases me, though. And I'd go pouting off. There's going to be people that God's adding to this body. And it's going to challenge our socks off. But it's going to be a reflection of heaven. Start asking, Lord, who... Who are you bringing around me? Who's in my life? Who's in our church? You know, what adjustments do you want me to make? What, what adjustments do you want me to make so that I can enter their world? So that I can just taste and just kind of get a little bit of feel of what, what's driving them. What's important to them. What has shaped them. Father, we just come before you right now, and, and this is our prayer. Open up our eyes in wonder. Show us who you are. Fill us with your heart and lead us in your love to those around us. Our commitment is to build our life upon your love, for it is a firm foundation. Build build us personally and build us as a body in such a way that it reflects your glory that people encounter our living God not religion not a bunch of yak yak not a bunch of rules not a bunch of traditions but a profound personal saving relationship with Jesus Christ.
Lord, I thank you for Paul's testimony, and I thank you for how you're leading us as a body um, to bring you pleasure. And it's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen.